Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Everybody hear me okay? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord. What's it mean to wait on the Lord? What's it mean to wait on the Lord? Y'all ever had to wait on Him? Well, you know, I'm going to read a little more into that. It does mean to wait on God. It does, to, it does mean to wait on God's timing for things. But I'm going to tell you all what else it means. It means looking to God. It means seeking something from God. It means expecting Him to perform His Word in your life. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. How many of y'all feel weak today? Well, I see a lot of people that ought to be awful strong. Okay, I get a few more hands now. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm going to tell y'all, there's times that feel weak. Man, I get into situations and you see, I'm looking to myself though. Not looking to God. And, and I feel weak. I feel inadequate. And I feel tired. You know? And I'm not talking about physical tiredness. I'm talking spiritually tired. Spiritually just Exhausted. But you know, the times that I find I get in those kind of places is when I'm looking to myself and not looking to God. And that's what this Scripture is telling us, is that those that wait upon the Lord, those that are looking to God to, to perform His Word in their life, you're waiting on Him, you're expecting it. See, it's not just waiting around for God to do something. It's, it's going to God with great expectation and saying, God, Your Word says this. God, you promised me this, and I'm expecting to see it happen. See, it says you will renew your strength. You know why? Because your physical strength, your own mental capacity, is not where your real spiritual strength lies. Your spiritual strength lies in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit making manifest those things that God has already told you in His Word in your life. So when you are looking to yourself, you're looking to the flesh. When you look to other people to renew your strength, you're looking to the flesh. Amen? Y'all ever do that? 
You ever look to somebody else to kind of boost you a little and renew your strength? It's wrong. You know, that doesn't mean God can't use somebody to encourage you, but you need to look to God for that encouragement. You know, I've prayed many times, God, send somebody to encourage me today. And you know what? He does it. He hadn't failed me yet. I'll say, God, I need somebody to encourage me. If I, Maybe I have a tough decision to make. Maybe I'm, I'm struggling with the emotions of a decision I've already made. I'll say, God, send somebody to encourage me. And you know what? Every time I have prayed, look, I ain't making this up, y'all. Every time I have prayed, God, send somebody to encourage me. Usually it's within just about 30 minutes. Somebody comes in and, and they've got a word to encourage me. I mean, just like that. You see, those that wait upon the Lord, y'all y'all getting this? Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Those that turn to the Lord will have their strength renewed. Y'all, I ain't got no major outline today. So I hope this is going to feed you. I want you to look at verse 30. It says, even the youths... That's a hard word to say. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. You know, I watch my kids run around and they will tire me out just watching them. They have so much energy. But you know, there, there comes a point at the end of the day where they're ready to collapse if they're able to stay active enough. So even with all that energy that they have as children, they can still wear out. He says, the young men shall utterly fall. Y'all ever known a young man, you know, in his late teenage years, early 20s, and they just think they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. They think there ain't nothing in this world that can hold them back. And they think they know everything. Y'all know how I know that? Because <laughs> it ain't been that long since I was one of them. I, just, I thought I was unstoppable. I thought I was just... I, was, I thought I was the best thing there was. I just felt powerful. But that scripture says even young men are going to utterly fall. You see, even in your prime existence, when you have the most physical strength that you'll ever have on this earth, and you've got the most uh, energy and, and longevity, everything is just, your endurance is just off the charts. Even when you are in that position in this life, something can take you down. I remember one time when I was in the army, told you I thought I was bulletproof. I fell off a track vehicle. Probably, I don't know, between 5 and 10 feet. It wasn't real high. But it wasn't how high it was that mattered. It's what I landed on. And I landed on this big piece of metal that had a, a hook point standing up. A place you could hook a chain or something. It landed, hit me square in the back. And y'all... I can't describe the pain. And another time, after the army, 
I was in, in college, and me and Rhonda decided to get some rollerblades, and we thought we was just having a ball. And Kevin started acting like an idiot and got out there on a slick basketball court, and I started sliding. I turned my heels, and I'd slide. It only took one time for my feet to come up as high as my head and to land square on my back, and I have never had the breath knocked out of me to such a degree in my entire life. All I could do was exhale. Have you ever felt like that? I could not inhale. I couldn't make my mind suck air in. All I could do is go, ooh, ooh. And Rhonda's just, are you okay? Are you okay? I couldn't answer her. No, I'm not okay. You see, it doesn't matter how strong I thought I was. There's something that can take me down. I can utterly fall. Look into myself. Look into my own strength. What's the word say? Lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Now, that's not really about strength, though, is it? But the same principle applies. You look to God for your strength. That's why He gave you this scripture. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, there's going to come a time... You know, when I got saved... I was on kind of a spiritual high. And I had a friend not many years back that got saved, and man, he he couldn't do enough for God. And I I warned him. I said, look, I said, man, I don't want to take the steam out of your, the wind out of your sails. I don't want to deflate you, but I want you to be prepared because you're riding on a high right now, and you're going to hit a low. There's going to come a time, and I don't know where you are in your walk with God. You may be riding on a spiritual high right now, thinking, oh, I'm good. Man, I'm good. There ain't nothing that can hurt me right now. Satan has no power over me. And you're walking in that glorious strength. But y'all, there's going to come a time you're going to need to renew your strength. There is going to come a time that you're going to be on empty. See, over in the book of Jude, Jude is a short chapter. Y'all need to read it. And you need to ponder it. Meditate on it. There's only 20-something verses. You can read it in about 10 minutes. Over in the book of Jude, it says... Y'all listen. It says, Build yourselves up on your most holy faith Praying in the Holy Ghost. Why do you think Jude took the time to write that down? Build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you a few reasons why he wrote that down. He wrote it down because, number one, you don't need to look to some man to build yourself up. You don't need to look to somebody, some person, to build yourself up. He also wrote it down. It says, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Why would he say that? Why does that have to be a part of it? 
I want you to understand that that is where your strength comes from. And when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, you will begin to pray for things you probably didn't know you needed to pray for. Things will just start to come out of your mouth and and when it's all said and done, you've prayed with such power and boldness and you say, man, I didn't even know that was in there. I didn't even know I needed to pray for so-and-so over here or pray for this particular thing in my life, this particular thing that God has now revealed to me is a problem. Praying in the Holy Ghost, that's what it does. You see, you get outside of yourself, outside of your, your physical limitations, and you tap into something that knows more about you than you do. Amen? Praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a whole lot of people that don't have any clue what praying in the Holy Ghost is. There's a whole lot of people that have lost that desire in prayer. We got some new altars down here, y'all. I want to use them. We need to spend some time around them. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Weary in well-doing. Y'all get tired of just doing good for people? Man, I do. Sometimes I see John shaking his head. (laughs) Y'all, John... Angerstein, I'm talking about. Man, he has been such a help to me. John, I appreciate, man, everything you do. Sometimes I feel like I take advantage of him, but he's just that talented. He has so many things to offer. (laughs) But I know he's got to get tired sometimes of just doing stuff for other people, you know. Sometimes you just want to think about me for a day or so. See, don't get weary in well-doing, though, because those things that you're doing, those things that you're doing, taking of yourself to do for other people, what did it say? It said, you'll reap if you faint not. Those two, those two scriptures go hand in hand, y'all. You see, when you get caught up in doing stuff for other people and, and, and giving of your own time and your own and even resources... It's real easy to get tired. It's real easy to wear out. But you turn around and you look back to this verse here in Isaiah that says, If you wait upon the Lord, you shall renew your strength. And then you look back at that verse and it says, You will reap if you faint not. See, we need to remember that God is telling us here, Don't become weary. You're going to get tired, but... But just hang in there. Keep waiting on me. Man, look, y'all. Y'all need to understand what it means to wait on God. I forget sometimes. I I forget the the necessity that there is for, for spending that kind of time in prayer. Let me read you another... Another verse here, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says, Come unto me, all you that labor. Now, let's listen to this. I'm going to kind of go a little bit slower on it. I want you to understand everything. This is the words of Jesus here. I want you to understand what Jesus is telling us today. 
He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Who here labors and is heavy laden? I'm talking spiritually today. I am. Sometimes I feel like I have a, a huge burden on me. Sometimes I feel like there is more, more praying that can be done than I can do. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It didn't say I might. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now, I want you to understand something about this that I learned a long time ago. Jesus didn't say, come to me and take a vacation. You see how this works? You come and lay down that stuff of the world that is weighing you down, and you pick up His yoke. You pick up His work. Let me remind you of another scripture before I finish this. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. And all these things, this worldly stuff, this other stuff that you have to worry about will be added to you. Let Him handle it, is what He's saying. You see, we get, we get bogged down in the stuff that this world presents to us on a daily basis. And we get so wrapped up and tied up in that stuff we ain't got nothing left to offer God. How many of y'all paid your tithes out of whatever you got left over in a week? Don't, you don't have to raise your hand. And you know what? I ain't even going to jump on you about it because I've done it before myself. I paid God out of what I had left. And see, that's not what the Bible teaches us is a principle. It says you give God of your first fruits, the best that you have. The best that you have. You, you take, see what I do, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe this is the way it ought to be. I take from what my employer paid me before the government got anything. Because I believe whatever, God, whatever God's provided to me, He needs to get it back from what the first fruit was. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I hold... God a whole lot closer to my heart than I do Uncle Sam. I believe he ought to get the very first portion. Not what I had left over. Not what I had left over. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. Did you know you can find rest for your soul working? That don't even make sense, does it? Find rest working. I'm here to tell you today it's possible. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now listen, I want y'all to, let's examine this in natural terms. I want it, uh, everybody here to understand. What Jesus is telling you here is that you bring your heavy load to me and I'll carry it and you pick up my light and easy load and take it. That's what he's saying. Y'all ever had to help somebody move something that wasn't quite as strong as you were and you say, I'll, I'll, do it. I'll, I'll carry the heavy end of it. You just take the light end down there just so we can get this thing done. 
That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, you bring those heavy things of the world. Now, y'all listen. Bring that heavy stuff. How many of y'all are facing some heavy things in this world today? Man, look, I know people. I don't know how they make it. They're facing terrible trials. You bring that heavy stuff and lay it down. Come boldly before the throne of grace. That's what he's telling you. Come boldly. Lay it down at my feet. I'll handle it. Now just pick up this little bit of work here. Do a little work for me and and it'll all be okay. You see, that? that's how God does. I don't understand that, y'all. If it was me, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like that because I'm I'm a fleshly being and I have my own concerns and I think of myself. But see, God, His ways are so much higher. Y'all, He loves you that much, though. He says, just bring it to me and I'll take it. I'll help you out with all that other stuff if you'll just do this work for me. Do a little work for me and spread the word about my kingdom. Spread a little bit of word to those people that are weighing you down. You know what you can do? Say you're facing a problem at work. Y'all ever had so much trouble at work that you just, just didn't even want to go? But you was kind of stuck. You didn't have another job. You had to provide for your family. And you just absolutely hated being there. You ever been in that situation? It's terrible, man. Miserable. But you know what you can do? You can say, God, I need help. And you turn to God and, and you hand it over to Him. And then what you do... Put it in His hands and you take your hands off of it. You see, because too many times we'll say, well, you carry that for me and then you keep hanging on to it and dragging along with it. You see, you don't really let God carry the load. But if you give it to Him and say, God, now what can I do for you? And you begin to show those people Jesus. And you see what happens. I guarantee you the work's going to get done somehow. I don't know how. It don't matter. See, ain't that nice? I don't have to know how. I don't have to understand every detail of it. I don't have to understand how God's going to come about doing this and how it's going to be provided. I don't have to know or care. Because I gave it to Him. See, that's, that's what it really means to give it to Him. You just take yourself out of the picture. That don't mean you show up and don't do anything at work. You just keep doing what you're supposed to do and you glorify Jesus. Lift Him up and see if something don't change. Now I want to go back to Isaiah and remind you of the Scripture again before we close. Verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might. Man, I felt like that before. 
I just felt like, I, I mean, I just in a situation, I just, it just felt like, man, there ain't nothing I can do to change this. There is nothing that I have power over. I can't change nobody's mind. I can't change anything about it. I'm just stuck in this situation. He says, To them that have no might, He increaseth strength. Y'all, let me read this a different way because I see a whole lot of straight faces that ain't excited about this. So let me see if I can't punch it up a little bit, okay? Let's look at verse 29. Now, y'all get your Bibles and let's look at this together because there is joy to be found in these verses. You know, it ain't a solemn tone that you ought to read this with. There ought to be power in your voice when you read verses 29 through 31. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increases strength. Amen. Amen. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, praise God, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now that's awesome power from the Word of God right there. That is a promise that you can stand on. That's something you can take to the bank. You can count on it. When God said He's going to renew your strength, hallelujah, wait on Him. Wait on Him and He'll renew your strength. Sometimes we want to read this Word and, and sound all pious. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That ain't the way it was written, y'all. If you think Jesus stood before people and talked like that, you are out of your mind. It seems funny to me that every time I've heard a preacher preach and the anointing comes upon them that they sound the same. I can't imagine Jesus standing there talking in that pious voice because He had the anointing. He had the Holy Ghost. Y'all remember? What did John say over in the first chapter? I'm going to share it with you. I feel like we need to go there right now. Turn to John chapter 1. <clears throat> I shared a little bit of this with my nephew Wyatt yesterday. <clears throat> In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. And without Him not, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world... And the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of the man, but of God. Y'all understand that? 
and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of Him and cried, saying, This was He of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. And of His fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. And this is the record of John. Now y'all listen. This is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask Him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah, and they which were with, excuse me, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees. Now here's where I wanted to get. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elias, neither the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is whom coming. After me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, when John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Can y'all imagine standing there and hearing those words, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man, which is preferred before me, for what he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. If that ain't the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I don't know what it is. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. Remaining on him. It means it didn't leave, right? In English. The same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Now, y'all, if I read that, I can't help but believe... Jesus, being full of the Spirit, standing in front of somebody preaching, didn't have some boldness in His voice and didn't speak with authority because what does the Word tell you? It says, He was the Word. Huh? He said He was in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Him standing there preaching to you. Power. Now why did I tell you all that? 
Why is that important? You see, you're sitting there weary. And you look to yourself, how am I going to feel better? How am I going to get some strength and overcome this? God, what can I do? And you cry out to God. And you know what He does? When you really truly cry out... See, there's two different ways you can cry out to God. You can say, God, help me, and then you go on and do your own thing anyway. Or you can wait upon the Lord. You can wait upon the Lord. You can get down on your knees and pray and pray until you get something. You can continue seeking God and looking to Him until you see something change. That's waiting upon the Lord. What does it say? You'll renew your strength. You may be weak and feeble feeling right now, but you begin to wait upon the Lord. Forget about what everything else in this world will tell you to do. Don't look to other people for advice. Don't turn to them and and say, God, what can I do in this situation? What would you do if it happened to you? You look to God and say, Father, mighty God, creator of the universe, help me. And you wait on Him. Now God may send somebody to you. God may intervene in your situation through the means of another person, but you don't need to go to them to ask. See, if God's going to send somebody to you, you ain't going to have to invite them over. You wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord and renew your strength.